Hello and welcome to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Emma Gibbs-Ung. Each show I'll be using a combination of interviews with incredible high performers from around the world who've achieved greatness, overcome adversity and never given up, as well as solo episodes from me sharing my own personal journey as a leading mindset coach, helping to inspire, support and guide you to create a high performance mindset so you can achieve success in all areas of your life. So are you ready to bring mindset to life and feel inspired? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. This week I'm joined by Natalia Comes, who is an intuitive business mentor, marketing strategist and freedom warrior. She is creative light activator, serial entrepreneur and the founder of Remote Missions and I Am Adventures. She is known for her entrepreneurial mission-led projects that empower visionary leaders of tomorrow, supporting creatives, social entrepreneurs and female leaders from around the world. She's incredibly passionate about sharing the strategies and insights that she's learned along the way, helping you to bring your mission into the world with ease and impact. Natalia has featured in the likes of Forbes, Grazia, Business Matters, Metro, BBC, The Daily, not Daily Telegraph, Sunday Telegraph, online publications, and numerous podcasts. Whoa, what an intro. Well, thanks, <laughs> Natalia. It's lovely to uh, have you um, with me today. Welcome to Life. Thank you. Day. How are lovely you? Lovely to be here. I'm good, yeah. Good. The sun's out, so I'm feeling much more vibrant than the last few days when it's been raining. <laughs> I know. A little bit chillier, but um, still sunny. Awesome. So, Thanks for coming along today. Um, I have lots of things that I want to talk to you about. Um, but before we go into that, obviously, for, the, for everyone that's listening, they might not be too au fait with what intuitive, um, spiritual <laughs> leaders, creatives, all of that amazing stuff really means. So can you just kind of, in your own words, just talk a little bit more about what you do so we can all understand? Yes, I can. So uh, other than all the fluff that uh, that kind of comes across with, um, really my, my whole mission is to help others to bring their true selves out into the world. So to really heal their blocks around self-expression, heal the heal, no, I can't even speak, heal their blocks around the stuff that's holding them back really to, to showing the world who they truly are. And I do that in different ways. And once they've kind of got past that, then we help them to create amazing impact led businesses that is going to give them freedom. And that's going to help change the world because all of my clients are the type of people who want want to leave a legacy of some description. They want to do something that it goes beyond themselves, beyond their personal their personal mission. It goes, you know, it, it's much more about how can we change the world? How can we do something that isn't just about giving me my personal freedom, but about shining a light everywhere else as well? And so that's what I aim to do with, with all of my clients. And as I said, I do that in different ways. So when I say use words such as intuitive, it's much, it's all about tuning into who you really are, what it is that you really want to do and connecting with both your feminine and masculine energy in order to do that. Um, 
so I do use different energy modalities. I use astrology, numerology, as well as lots of practical strategies and marketing strategies to actually get, get that out there so that people know that these amazing humans exist in the world. Otherwise, what's the freaking point? <laughs> so you bring a lot, I mean, I've really been focusing on a lot of intuitive stuff in the mm. last six months. Um, but what I love is that, I mean, I work a lot with my clients on healing blocks. Mm. Um, often people don't necessarily know what their blocks are. Um, yep. They're the buts people in every goal that you speak about. <laughs> I really want this, but there's my block saying I can't have it or I'm not good enough. What I love about that though, is that there's so many different ways in which you can heal people. Um, and work with people on these blocks. Um, the hardest part, I think, is for people to recognize that they have blocks in the first place mm. and to recognize that actually it's not their life and they don't have to put up with it. Because all too often we make adjustments for our blocks and think, oh, well, I've always been like this and therefore I'm just going to adapt my life to be manageable around these blocks rather than hitting the blocks head on and going, do you know what? they can actually change and I, and I can do something about it. Um, so anyone that is experiencing blocks or is listening to this and thinking, oh, actually this could be me, then this is for you because there is so much that we can do. Um, with regards to the healing side, you mentioned astrology, you mentioned mm. obviously um, intuitive sides um, of that. We all have intuition. We're all intuitive, aren't we? It's just whether we tap into that and believe in that. So how, how do you kind of introduce that work to people? Um, I guess, obviously, a lot of the people that you attract are already caught up in the spiritual side of things. Um, right or Not necessarily, no. I'm a bit kind of naughty around that, to be honest, because... <laughs> so. Uh, the way that I actually use astrology, for example, is I use it in, in business. So I don't go into a lot of personal stuff unless it's relevant to the business and their soul mission that they're creating. Mm. Um, and my soul clients, so all the people that I naturally attract from an astrological point of view are actually people who are very Capricorn-like. So people who are who have the traits of of what a Capricorn personality is is like. So they're workaholics. They're you know they love working. They're really ambitious. They're probably go 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 kind of people. Very in their masculine, and actually might even be quite. Um, what's the word just might not necessarily believe quite as much of the of the woo that I do mm. but they're open to understanding it more they're open to seeing how it can help them progress their business right so I I bring them in in that way because I'm like do, do you know what is actually going to really help Mm. take you to the next level do you know how you're going to grow your business and do it from a place that that brings you peace rather than chaos from a place that's going to bring you fulfillment rather than just money and and then I gradually bring in all of the other stuff and I, I, once they get a taste of one bit of it and once they realize actually this is working 
mm. maybe there's more to this than I thought. It becomes addictive. Yeah, and totally. And because you want to be able to then see what else, what else is there? How Mm. else can I find peace? How, what else can bring me happiness? What else can give me a sense of flow that I've been missing this whole time? Um, and of course you're going to want that. Why wouldn't you want that? Uh, so yeah. Me, I think, I mean, my husband's Capricorn, by the way. interesting because he is a workaholic um it's interesting I think the thing is a lot of us don't know what we don't know do we certainly from a business point of view um I would say you know the spiritual side of things the mindset side of things are becoming a lot more integral in business mindset and in um their planning and in their approach um but it's still if we're honest it's still not the norm um Mm -hmm. And so certainly from my point of view, from my experience over the last six months, the energy side of things is massive. And the the biggest thing that I've been working on with my clients recently has been very much being caught in the doing. And so if things aren't going the way that you want it, or you haven't got the results that you want, or um, you didn't get the promotion that you wanted or whatever, you're not earning the money that you want to earn everyone's natural instinct is to do more or to think I haven't done enough. I need to try this. I need to to do this. Oh, so-and-so is doing really, really well. I'll copy what they're doing and use Mm, their strategy in the hopes that it will work. And you hear lots of people saying who are very successful, I'm no different to you. You know, if I can do it, you can do it, et cetera, et cetera. And as much as I do believe we can all do anything that we that we're all limitless, that we can um, achieve pretty much anything we want to. You need to know how to apply it. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I think the biggest struggle that I have with my clients is getting them to slow down and to not be scared, beepless about the fact that if they slow down, the whole world's not going to crash around them. We are all natural doers, aren't we? And we all just think, oh, I don't want to be seen as lazy or I, I can't take my foot off the gas because if I do, I'm going to lose momentum and then I'm not going to get this, that and the other. But what really is holding you back, and, I, and this is what I know me and you are going to be talking about a lot, um, is that whole clash of being, doing versus masculine and feminine and recognising, certainly from my point of view, what I work with my clients on is you can do all the things that you think you need to be doing and you can try every single strategy in the world. But if your programming subconsciously is very much focused on lack, not being able to afford, not having any time, not having the influence or the confidence, not believing in yourself, not being worthy enough, not being deserving enough, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't matter what strategy you put in place, your programming is almost repelling it from you the results won't come because you're constantly doing, but with programming that's telling you it's not going to work. Mm. There's lots that you just said there. And I think one, you know, when, whenever you hear from somebody who's found a level of success and mm. are happy to a, to a degree, they always say it comes down to mindset and energy. Mm. Um, 
you know, there's a reason why there was a trend, you know, a couple of years ago where everyone was talking about their morning routines or, you know, waking up at five and doing my affirmations and blah, 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 right? Um, Because there's, there's something that works for everyone and not everything works for everyone, right? And the whole point of it is find your way in, find the thing that works for you you don't have to go out and try all of the things and you don't have to, you know, copy everybody who is successful because they found that some special recipe that you didn't know about, mm. you have all the answers. And, you know, and that's what I'm really passionate about. I'm really passionate about helping people realize that, realize that actually you are your master teacher. You have everything you need and it's what you were just saying you know you just need to actually believe that trust in that feel into that and then take aligned action on that yeah i think the hard thing is is that we're naturally wired to search for that missing piece in the puzzle that miracle solution that's suddenly going to make you go from a to z from Mm. five figures to a millionaire whatever it may be and we all look externally for that. Yeah. And I think very few people, apart from the ones in the 1% that are absolutely crushing it, focus all on strategy. But if you ask, like you said, if you speak to anyone who's successful, mindset and energy is a pivotal part of their success without a doubt. Um, and that is what sets them apart because um, we can all try the same thing but our experience and our beliefs will allow us to interpret it so differently. Um, Definitely. And so no one thing is the same. That's why comparing yourself to other people is like comparing apples to pears because <laughs> no one snowflake is the same as the other, is it? Like we are just not the same. Even if you look at your skill set, that is one thing. But what lies beneath that is the thing that will get you to be successful. And that is your experience, your beliefs, your opinions, your, your limits. Um, and so I think, you know, this is the hardest thing for people to fully understand because they don't want, they're like, what do you mean? I've got to work on myself. I, I want to work on doing this. I need to be doing stuff. I can't waste time mm. puffing around looking at myself when I've got stuff to be doing and a mission to do and I think that's partly because people think it's going to be difficult it's going yeah. to be challenging it's going to be painful and you know there's yes there might be challenges around that but it doesn't have to be scary it doesn't have to be really difficult mm. um one of the things that I always do with my clients is I make it as easy as freaking possible to do this work because I want them to see that it can be easy, that it can be flowing. So when I said earlier about, I almost trick them into, into trusting the intuition and, to, and into learning how to do that is, you know, I, I guide them in that, in the whole process. So they don't even realize they're doing it until they're doing it. Mm. Um, you know, like I, I, I actually time them so that they can't overthink stuff so that they can't, their ego can't come in. They can't start to, you know, allow those limiting beliefs to take over. So it's like, boom, 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 done. (laughs) That was, that was your subconscious coming out and 
like you can't argue with that anymore because we've moved on already yeah um and and that's we 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 are almost programmed so i actually slightly disagree with what you were saying about that we're naturally um like that it's more that we have we have been programmed Programmed, for thousands of years to be like that Mm. and the patriarchal system that we have been in for the last six thousand years has um made us made us uh, believe that that is how we have to behave that that is what the world is expecting of us that that's what life is on planet earth and actually that isn't it at all um and it's taking us now this 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 whole time this whole um you know and i'm sure we'll talk a bit more about this in more detail but 2020 has brought so much uh to us both you know not so good and also really good and one of the biggest things from what i've noticed is it's brought us this ability to almost reprogram and to see where we have been programmed you know actually to see hold on a minute we've all had to stop we've all had to pause we've all had to start working from home we've all had to start actually stop essentially start to stop and you know and and this whole thing of go 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 get on a train go to work do this do that um you know feel like you are meant to and you have to do loads of other external activities that suddenly becomes non-existent and not really just meaningless to an extent um which can be frightening for some people yes you know, I've always worked from home. Um, so is my husband, although he's working from working when you work from home, obviously you're going out. He's constantly at home now. He's a people person and he is missing. He's in sales, mm. missing that interaction, um, that energy that you get from being with people. And I think a lot of people have lost a part of their identity or what they think is their identity. Yes, that's the point there, yeah. what they think is their identity. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the last six months. And it's almost exposing them um, to things they've pushed down or tried to ignore because you speak to people, you know, we all have rubbish days at work, let's be honest, but there are a lot of people that stay doing what they're doing because they don't see any way out or it's they're on autopilot and that's all they've ever known, blah, blah, blah. And they um, push away their goals and, and, you know, adapt their life to it. Whereas now suddenly you have this opportunity to review things and it is scary to, to see that. What's your advice on that with people? Because there is, there is a lot of, brilliant stuff i think that's come out of 2020 and i think when we've moved beyond it we'll all see that but when you're in it and you're not in your because we all like routine don't we and we're not in a routine and we're having to to adapt to a routine that's not our choice and there comes rebellion with well this isn't my choice and i don't want to do it and again you can only do that for so long but so what's been your experience over the last six months with people from this whole angle I, I'm actually very excited about everything that is coming. Um, 
I have an element of uh, being quite cynical as well, but I am very excited with how it is evolving because though I think there may be more to come that's not so great, what that's bringing um, in the bigger picture is actually really very interesting because it's allowing us to you know, you you mentioned the feminine and masculine energy earlier. It's allowing us to go, hold on a minute. We've, you know, what have I been doing this whole time? Where have I been living from? What, what have I been connected to this whole time? And actually it isn't a divine feminine and it isn't a divine masculine either. It's, it's the imbalanced version of those two things. Mm -hmm. And when we look at an imbalanced masculine and an imbalanced feminine, a lot of it is to do with control. Um, And, you know, and and you said it earlier as well, having external factors be what define us. Mm. Right. So uh, our purpose is defined by, is defined by the certificates we've got or the, the job that we've got or the people that we're around, you know, what they're saying to us, um what what we're constantly doing basically and what we have control over and Mm. when you embrace the divine feminine and the divine masculine as well because in order for the divine feminine to rise the divine masculine needs to rise as well um and i can talk a little bit more about that in a bit but when you say masculine and feminine what does that mean for people so I'm not talking about genders when I talk about fe- feminine and masculine. I'm talking about our energy that each of us have. So we each have an element of masculine and feminine energy that in order for us to be balanced, conscious, happy, fulfilled human beings and souls, those need to be balanced as well. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens, you know, if, if we go more into the woo aspect of this, what has happened over the last 6,000 and even 26,000 years is that the masculine energy has been, been, has been ultimately abused. So it has become um, imbalanced, but because of that abuse, the feminine energy has been kept down. Been repressed. Yes, exactly. And so, and that's within all of us. Okay. That's not just in general, that's each of us has, has had this. Um, and that, you know, I like to almost think about it as that started when, you know, in, in the Neolithic era, when if you could even think about it, when man created fire, fire is actually a very masculine energy. So each, so the feminine and masculine energies are also connected to the elements. They're, they're even connected to the seasons. You know, nature has feminine and masculine energy as well. Autumn and winter is very feminine. Spring and summer is very masculine. You've got this kind of nurturing, flowing, um, you know, like uh, abundant, but in a way that feels cozy and... yeah safe in in the autumn and in the winter and then spring summer you've got new birth you've got creation you're moving more you've got the summer you're outdoors more you've got this kind of new energy this new excitement that's happening and that you know um 
nature is a great example of those two energies and how that works. And we were meant to work alongside that. We're not meant to only have one that's, that's um, you know, higher up or, or that's the, the dominant one. Mm. We are meant to flow in that same cycle. Now, what has happened is that that's not happened at all, that actually man essentially took over and stepped into a power and control that was focused around ego, Mm. that was focused around what can I get, what more can I have for my, um, you know, for me, essentially, for, for, for me to get more, for me to be more powerful, for me to do this, for me, for me, for me, for me. Mm. Um, and that became an imbalanced abu- abuse of masculine energy and masculine power. And with that came persecution, repression, um, abuse of the feminine. And if we, look, if we do look at it from a gender perspective, men took control um you know man-made fire (laughs) and women were seen instantly as commodities when when they were given birth they were um uh what's the word i'm looking for um swapped essentially so women were used as bargaining chips um in war, tribal war, and then further, you know, bigger wars that happened, women were always abused and used. And, and it just became that men were better than women. Mm. And you, but at the same time, you look at further back, keep knocking my mic, sorry. We look further back to more ancient civilizations and whether they were before the Neolithic era or after, you know, we're not entirely sure. (laughs) Uh, Some, some of these civilizations actually women were, were the powerful ones. They were the ones who were the goddesses, who were the Queens, who held special energy, held special power, who had this amazing gift of life and, and, and were sacred. Mm. And somewhere along the line, that's all got muddled up. And when that did get muddled up and women started to be persecuted for their gifts, for their voice, for their soul's mission, for their energy, um, that created a, a, a memory, an ancestral memory, essentially, that continued and continued and continued until this day. So... What, what you were saying about when naturally, you know, uh, we naturally want to do all of this kind of stuff. We, we naturally want to be going, going, going or um, working all the time or finding the thing that's going to fix things. That's because we have been so programmed and, and this whole memory has been designed for such a long time to make us think that that's the only way mm. um so I, I can't remember your question <laughs> Emma but I don't know if I answered it I just went off on a massive freaking tangent um my question is but but you know it, it's it's very interesting I with the whole masculine feminine because that's I've heard it like a lot mm. of the 
the things that I talk about or um, I hear other people talking about. We've all heard it. Yeah. It's, there's a massive difference of hearing and understanding. And then there's a massive difference from understanding and knowing. And obviously knowing comes from experience. Um, and, and therefore you're more equipped to um what's the word I'm looking it's for. awareness and then action from awareness isn't yeah. it really yeah but I what I find is you know we hear all of this it's how to apply it to our, us mm. I mean that it's really interesting where it all comes from and 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 everything like that but from from this moment in time in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic in in a um society where everything is instantaneous and you know you have immediate access to everything and everybody and blah 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 you know how do people apply the masculine and feminine parts yeah their advantage and to 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 bring their soul expression or their soul purpose or to heal their blocks but more importantly to create the outcomes that they want Mm. because it can get confusing and you hear so much about you need to do this and, I, and you need to do that and so on and so forth. But I think until people can see it or have it explained how that actually looks in their life, very f- few tap into it. Yes. They necessarily associate it to themselves. A hundred percent. And I think that's, that is really important. And thank you for um, asking essentially a very similar question to before that I didn't answer because it's important to answer it um so I'll give a couple of examples and then maybe I'll go into it a little bit more so um one of the things that I realized that what well I realized that I was acting from a place of masculine energy constantly when I kept finding myself in situations where I had been forced to stop. And up until that point, I thought I was being quite good. I thought that I was, you know, maybe, yes, I was working a lot, but I loved work and I wanted to keep working and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And suddenly every single freaking year, I'd have some kind of accident something would happen that would force me to stop. And I mean, literally stop, like you can't do anything. Mm. I'd have accidents where I'd break both my elbows and I couldn't literally do anything. I I had an accident where um, I I actually got uh, concussion syndrome. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but essentially I had concussion for three months. Um, (laughs) Like there, there was, so, you know, something constantly that was forcing me to take this pause and to be in my feminine energy only and not in the masculine. And it took several times for this to happen for me to be like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I know I'm not meant to go, 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 and yeah. then do nothing. I meant to be in a state of flow. Mm-hmm. And not have to burn out every single time um, or have something ridiculous happen where I'm forced to stop. Mm. Um, and, it, you know, the first time that I had a, my first serious accident, I, w- I didn't even want to stop. I was like, no, 
Mm. I don't care if I've broken both my elbows and I can't walk and I can't do this and I can't do that. I'm going to apply for loads of new jobs. Mm. I went to a freaking job interview <laughs> with arms and cast. Can you even open the door? And they were like, um, so when will you be ready to start? Yeah. <laughs> week yeah I'll be fine yeah. <laughs> obviously I didn't get the job um but my point is we we constantly want to keep going and until we realize that actually that doesn't work for us you know we we just Stop waiting for something else to happen outside of your control to make you stop. Is the, is the internet okay? Yeah, it just cut out a little bit there. Do you want me to repeat that? Um, yeah. What was I saying? Um, Ultimately. It so was until the... U yeah, what was... <laughs> until the universe... If you... Ultimately, if you want to stop or if the universe needs you to stop. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay. So ultimately, if, you know, if the universe, if you're waiting for an external factor for the universe or for whatever you believe in to create this pause to make you stop, then you're doing it wrong. Mm. Is, is my kind of version of this. You know, a lot of us, millions of people around the world today had to wait for this pandemic to happen for them to stop mm. and in that pause in that stop you're going what the frick am i gonna do and a lot of people like you said they don't want that they don't want to stop they want to keep going it's scary stopping is scary because it's forcing you to look inside and mm. look at the things that you have not been happy with look at the things that haven't been working look at what's you know, what you could have been doing instead, what maybe you should be doing. And that takes courage. Yeah. It takes courage to, to look at the, the, the shadows. You know, it takes courage to look at what else is possible for us that we haven't allowed ourselves to look at. And I, that's what has really happened this year for so many people, for the people that have been brave enough to connect with their feminine which is the you know it is the nurturing it is the flowing it is the intuitive it is the receptive and learn and this is where the practicality comes in of learning how to harness the masculine that we do know but how to harness it in a way that's actually going to help us bring the feminine to the world and you know and that's where we talk about you hear it all the time aligned action what does that even mean? What is aligned action? It's using masculine action, using that forward practical strategy, you know, the, the, the action that is structured rather than unstructured. You know, when we look at it in terms of elements, the, the feminine is the flowing water mm -hmm. that's kind of just meandering along. And the fire is that ravaging, mm. I'm going to burn through all of this. Um, and it's about bringing the two together. So you've got flowing, but, um, but flowing structured, but yeah, exactly. A, a flowing fire, a fire that knows what it's doing. It's going to burn through it. It's going to go for it. 
but it's going to do it in a way that feels good. The water is all about feeling mm. um, and not, not denying our feelings. Um, and one of the things that over the last six months, especially, so it took some time for us all to kind of accept and realize and, and get used to the whole pandemic and everything else that's happened this year. And I think probably around May, June, people were starting to go, okay, how can I, what can I do now? Mm. And actually what happened was the people who were very, you know, action takers, ready to rock and roll, wanted to do something, right, I'm going to use this to change my life. I'm going to use this to do something good. Instantly were like, got projects out, done. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But then those same people burnt out a bit. So by the time May, June came, they were like, what the frick is this year? Oh my goodness, I feel ill, something's happened. I don't know what to do next. I did my special project, I thought it'd be over by now. What, what am I gonna do now? And the people that hadn't done that, that just allowed for that pause, that, to, that, that just sort of went with it a bit and allowed for the things to, um, to heal, to understand, to accept to start to feel into what this meant for them. Mm. May Jean comes along and they're going, hmm, there's something here. Let me explore this further. Yeah. Let me see what else is happening over here. And now those people, it's so a lot of my clients who went through this motion, mm. they've got new freaking businesses. Yeah. Those businesses are, are doing really well. <laughs> so how would, you, how would you balance that? Because certainly from my point of view, um, and this, this is slightly different, but if you go with me, you'll understand what I mean. Mm. Like when I first started, a lot of people were saying, you just need to surrender. Like you would hear mm. Bernstein, just surrender to, yeah. just surrender to that. And I'm like, well, what does <laughs> surrender even mean? And how do I do it from from someone who's got a past that's that's had a lot of trauma mm. the thought of surrendering painful well i just didn't know how to I, yeah. I, I was so in control of every aspect and so alert and and aware of everything the thought of surrendering it was just like speaking a foreign language to me i was like i have no bloody clue how to surrender or what that even means um and you know over time i've learned my own interpretation of mm. which i think again is really important it's your interpretation based on your experience and beliefs and and all of that jazz but when people say oh you just need to balance your energies mm. well again what does that actually mean because as a control freak which i am um and i know many a person who is likes mm -hmm. control um and we all do to some level let's be honest um but certainly as a control freak for me i really struggle even now from a trust point of view to lean into the feminine part and do that so what what works or again we all have to take it on board and, and use it to our own and apply it to our own life but mm. how do you advise people to get that balance so some things two things you said that were interesting there the one was trauma and the second control now trauma when we've been through a certain amount of trauma um especially in our childhood but even as adults 
what that does, it actually disconnects us from our mind, body and spirit. So we end up being, it's almost like a switch has been switched off mm -hmm. just to protect us. Right. So that is an imbalanced feminine because you aren't connected to yourself you aren't connected to your frequency you aren't connected to pleasure your body yeah to, to everything else that's going on to pleasure mm. and um and what the thing that i always advise with that is connect to nature first because that's that's not crazy mm. that's not a crazy notion you know if you start to connect to nature start to embrace nature start i mean you know, you don't have to start becoming a tree hugger if you don't want to, but you know, feel free. But I mean, what I mean is go outside, be aware, start to notice things, start to connect to how your body feels in nature, how your body responds to the different seasons. Mm. And the more that you do that, the more you will naturally start to connect to yourself as well. Um, something that I always find really interesting and, and I've talked about a lot recently is, you know, and, and it's a little bit controversial for some people when we are, let me, let me just, I'm just going to be really blunt about it to be honest. <laughs> so one thing is my personal experience. Okay. So I'm talking from personal experience here and it can be different for, for different people. But for me, one of the things that made this so much easier was coming off the contraceptive pill as a woman. Mm -hmm. And that was because what I felt with that, and I didn't know this for sure until afterwards, mm -hmm. but I had the feeling that I wasn't my full self mm. and I came off the contraceptive pill and I was able to connect to my body a lot more and uh, spiritually I was able to take more leaps and bounds towards understanding myself better. Mm. Now the way that I described this recently was I felt numb prior mm. Mm. and that I felt like I was living life in kind of gray and suddenly I I was there, there was color suddenly I wasn't numb and I was starting to feel a lot more both yeah. in terms of pleasure sexually as well sensually like I could feel I was much more connected to my body but mm. also you know and I've been brought up very by spiritually um I've been a, an energy healer since I was 16 um, in terms of practicing, but I've always had the healing abilities. I've always seen things, seen spirits. Like this isn't something new to me, mm. but as soon as I started to connect with my body more again, I was much, much more open to be able to connect on a much deeper level to myself and mm. to everything else around me. And I think we really underestimate that we underestimate the power of connecting to our physical body um, and to our physical reality in order to go deeper. You know, it's not external. They're not two different things. We're living on planet earth for a reason. Like I don't agree with go and sit and meditate and, 
you know, be in some drug infused reality that's going to take you to some other place and other dimension and whoop de doo da we're on planet earth mm. bring heaven to earth okay mm. that is what a f- feminine and masculine balanced reality is and and that's my first um advice to everybody really it's come back to your body and mm. through that you can ascend and and balance that feminine and masculine energy and the second thing that you were talking about in terms of control um and actually i I read i'm just going to read a quote that i said because is that not that i said that i read the other day and i shared it on my instagram and i thought it was really interesting because um i had a very controlling childhood i'm half greek i was brought up in greece control is basically the whole world there (laughs) and that created a lot of anxiety I did also have quite a traumatic childhood in different ways and and anxiety control and trauma are all very linked as I'm sure you're aware and that creates a huge imbalance and I'm just going to share this because I thought it was really apt so anxiety is code word for I'm afraid to let go of control because I didn't feel safe in my emotions growing up. Mm. Now, if we look at that, you know, our feminine is our feelings, it's our emotions. It's how we're feeling about ourselves, about our reality, about our physical bodies. It's, it's our intuition. Mm. We didn't feel safe Mm. to embrace that. You know, if we were going to, we thought we were going to be persecuted. If we thought we were going to be burnt at the stake for it in past lives. If we thought we were going to, you know, be told off for crying or that it wasn't safe to let, let go of some of this stuff, some of this anxiety, some of this anger, um, you know, essentially we needed to hide it all and, and hide ourselves. Mm. That's, that's yeah. not healthy, is it? In general. No, no not at all. And so when we look at control, you know, balanced masculine is let go of that control, let go of that need to control something and someone and yourself and surrender, right? That you, that word surrender, it's not surrender to everything, have a nice life. It's stop needing to control everything because actually if you just let go even just a little bit to begin with you're going to start to feel and you're going to start to not just feel um what you think you're going to feel which is the scary stuff but you're going to actually start to feel yourself again yeah yeah i I totally get that i think it's scary letting go of control Mm. um, from a safety point of view but from a trust point of view yeah and i think it's it's starting small, isn't it? Like with any of these things, like it, for me, the worst thing that you could have said for me to do is to trust a, a man in a certain situation. Yeah. But I could learn to trust in other things and, and notice my body relax in that and then see the balance. And I think that's the thing is that whenever we, we always just want everything yesterday, 
like, oh, well, I now know that I need to balance my energy. Right, I want it tomorrow. I want to wake up mm. tomorrow. I don't blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and that you just can't do that. You've got to build the trust. Um, and so it's starting on the small things that mean something to you but aren't like deal breakers or game changers. But they're little insights for you to go, do you know what? I'm noticing a change in my body. And I think it's so true. We all criticize our bodies. We criticize ourselves. We're... We numb ourselves with, I mean, I numbed myself with mm. alcohol um, for, for a long time. Um, we're pushing ourselves to be fit, to look like this, to look like that, blah, blah. Like, we never just appreciate ourselves, do we? Because then you also don't want to be seen as arrogant, up your own ass, um, all of that stuff either. But it's like, it, everything is balanced, isn't it? It's like... Just finding a balance that sits right with you where you're not going, you're an idiot. Why have you just done that? Or you look awful. Don't wear that. You're fat. You're thin. You're blah, 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 which is what we all do and go, do you know what? I'm me. And I quite like me. And actually, if I do that, I feel a bit better. Mm. If I do that, I feel really not great. I can't stand on my one. <laughs> really, I can curb my, bite my tongue. Um, but yeah, it's just having those conversations with yourself, isn't it? And giving yourself the space to do that. And we surround ourselves with chaos deliberately, I think, a lot of times to, to not hear what we want to hear. Oh, definitely. Create drama. By creating drama, you don't have to look at any of the other stuff because there's too much else going on. 100%. You know, that's cla classic control and Greek life, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I think... Yeah, I do. I, I agree with what you're saying then. I think, you know, one of the things that we've got to remember when we're, especially when you're running a business, it's mm. yes, be motivated. Yes, be driven. Yes, take action on things, but also don't do it in an aggressive way. Mm. Um, you know, do it in a way that's going to feel good. Don't burn yourself out for it. Don't feel like you have to, you know, I was having a conversation with someone the other day who we were talking about our launches and we were saying, well, actually, I don't want to feel stressed in this next launch. I don't want to be tired. I don't want to be, you know, freaking out and running around. I just want to freaking enjoy it. I want to have a sense of flow with this. So just because I've told people it's going to happen, does it really have to happen that week? What's going to happen? Is it going to be the end of the world? No. <laughs> mm. And sometimes we've just got to put things into perspective a little bit and, uh, go with what feels right for us, go with what feels good. And that isn't going to harm anyone else in the process, obviously, but that, that is going to keep us in a state of, of flow. And what I mean by flow is peace. Mm. Okay. It's not just, let's just float around. It's what does peace mean to you? What does actually, this is, bliss this is okay this is happy this is me feeling good this is just what it is you know that's for me surrender is that it's peace mm. and and it's this, it's almost like the thing that you can't actually put a finger on it's the thing you can't actually necessarily really describe with words it just is yeah um and yeah i think 
we talk about control a lot and you know one of the things that I learned when um I had a year actually where I, I was essentially agoraphobic um I had serious IBS virginal IBD um irritable bowel syndrome but to, to such a ridiculous level um connected with my anxiety connected with panic attacks connected with agoraphobia it was this vicious cycle that was just going round and round and round and that was all to do with an element of control or lack of um and the only way i got around it uh myself was essentially pushing myself and forcing myself into situations and those two words are very masculine um that meant that I had to confront it mm. um and I don't necessarily suggest this to everybody but the reason that worked for me is because I wasn't in control of anything that would happen between me leaving my home and going to work leaving home and going to uni I was at uni at the time and working um I would physically be running like absolutely legging it from home to work having to stop halfway to go to the toilet it would take me two hours to leave home um because the amount of times I had to go to the toilet Ooh, and I'm with you and yeah and and get and then get to work and that lack of control and the fact that I was, you know, yes, it was a bit embarrassing. Yes, it wasn't particularly pleasant, but eventually it mm. was fine. Mm. Eventually I didn't have to run. Mm. Eventually it took long, it took less time to leave the house. Yeah. And that was because I was starting to feel safer and safer and safer about that lack of control. Yeah. Um, so my point is with this, sometimes you've got to just jump in the deep end you know harness the masculine energy harness the action taking harness the push and pull for the feminine so for the things that are actually going to serve us in such a way that's going to allow us to be who we really are yeah and, and I think that's a really important point to make because we'll often think one's better than the other that's mm. not true and that's not true if you're male and female, like, oh, well, I need to be more in my feminine, I need to be more in my yeah. because I'm a bloke. It's, it's not that. It's, it's finding a way in which to work in your life. And I think this is just so important with anything is we also then try and fit other people's techniques or strategies or beliefs mm. into our life, into our dreams, our routine just bs it's not going to work it's finding what does um a doing being energy or a masculine feminine energy whichever way you look at it look like for me and i don't have to be 100 percent balanced all of the time because sometimes i need to lean into my masculine energy or my doing part and then i need to lean lean into my being part it's knowing when to do both exactly like, it's knowing when to surrender to each one and that's yeah. where surrendering does come into play yeah. it's just being aware of it yeah. um you know how like taking action and then when do i need to surrender yeah when do i need to take action when do i need to surrender and it isn't go 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 burn out it's mm. do it in a way that is not you're not going to need you know someone to crash into you in order for you yeah. to stop <laughs> right i mean i've got a launch coming up at the moment and so i'm really tapping into the masculine side of the doing and then every 
morning and every evening i'm really tapping into the feminine side mm. visualizing receiving being um and just calming my system down knowing that i because we can't all go oh well i'll just be and do nothing Sit around hope for the best <laughs> for something to wish come it up. yeah <laughs> and equally you can't do everything and expect stuff to come either it's having that balance and that's new to me like Mm-hmm. like you mentioned launches you want to enjoy them and they can be scary but it's like right well this is what i need to do because we do all need to do stuff but this is who i need to be in right now where i want to be and then throughout the process and then spending the time before i step into that person i need to be spend the time getting to know that person and to start being that person now so then when I'm in the launch, I'm used to that person um, and probably feel a bit more in control or whatever it may be. But my mind is focused on that person. Mm. Mine doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not. That's a whole other conversation. But yeah. it's like just knowing to, like you say, to flow. Okay, I need to get this done. Let's tap into this. I need to be this let's tap into that yeah and I think that comes a little bit into you know and I don't think we've got time to discuss it today but into knowing what's your intuition and knowing what's your ego as well and um one of the best tips I can give with that is and and what helped me a lot when I was struggling with this uh, a few years ago is if you're doubting yourself, if you're doubting your decision on something, or if you're having to go out and ask lots of people and you're um, needing that external validation constantly for it, then that isn't your intuition. Mm -hmm. If you you are quite a masculine driven person and you you think, oh, maybe I'll do this, and you go ahead and do it, that's because that was your intuition and you acted on it in an aligned way. Mm-hmm. If you're a masculine type of person and you're questioning whether you should do something, you're like, mm, I'm not sure. Is this something I should be doing? Does it feel good? Does it not feel good? Maybe I should ask this person, this person, this person. Like all likelihood, it's probably that. ego. Okay. And that's, that's like a really easy way to mm-hmm. just gauge that. Because mm-hmm. we all do it. We all overthink yeah. stuff now and again. Um, and, and we can all as well, isn't it? That yeah, is I feel. Um, no one has ever said, or I, I sh- a lot of people say, I knew I shouldn't have done that, everything was in me telling me not to, and I did it anyway. No one's ever said, Oh, you know, the reverse. My gut, yeah, saying, don't like whatever. I'm getting confused now, but we've never ever gone in hindsight, Oh, well, I, I got that right even when everything in you is saying don't do it and you still do it you I mean obviously you shouldn't regret and things it's all lessons and you learn <laughs> but very rarely do we say oh my instinct my gut instinct was wrong it's never been wrong um we either choose to listen to it or not or tap mm. into it or not yeah um and that I mean you can come back at that with you know what was your perception how did you feel about it what about how did you you know, take that on, what lesson did you learn, all that kind of stuff. Um, but ultimately, if you're, if you're overthinking something, if you're over worrying about something, you're not in a stage of flow. Yeah, which, which is great because there's a lot, there is a lot of doubting 
but then you have to then say, am I questioning my abilities because I don't believe in myself or is it because I genuinely don't want to do that? And that exactly. for me, I think is when you have to sit in silence and remove yourself from the chaos. Cause if you want answers, you're not going to get answers in a loud stadium of noise. You're going to get answers when you're sat on the loo, when you're in the shower, when you're driving. Oh, showers are my favorite time. Oh, I'll just be there going, yeah. what ideas can I have? What, what, what's this water giving me today? Or what's it yeah. releasing for me? Yeah, what's it letting um, go of? I always have a shower before my clients, call, my big client calls, or after I've done any healing sessions to release all of the stuff. Yeah. Um, or go for a swim, obviously, if I can. But it's, it's one of my go-tos for... for yeah connecting to that feminine energy connecting you know go to a place where there's water i promise you you know there's a reason why so many of us feel so much more connected to ourselves when we're by the sea yeah. when we go to the beach when we're looking out at the water that that is feminine energy right there mm -hmm. you know if you're struggling with connecting to it get out in nature go by the water mm. and if you're struggling if you're you know if you're there's a really pivot point there's a big pivot point when we're I'm not going to do this anymore I'm going to connect I'm going to meditate I'm going to listen to my intuition I'm going to go and surrender to the divine and get inside and all that but then you forget that you need to actually still take action mm. and you know you you get so caught up in your emotions and your feelings and you start to get a little bit overwhelmed and you start to again overthink stuff or yeah you are not this actually listening because you're going oh there's so many voices there's so many things i could be doing blah 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 and you're not actually doing any of it mm. yeah. <laughs> and you know it goes both ways so okay. if you need that feminine get out in the water if you need the masculine have a you know put on the fire put on a candle look into that fire and then go right what do i need to take action on today let me go and do yeah. that do you know i i um spend some time in the morning I, I i'm like you i do love a shower um and i've got little labels on my products to then put goodness back in and all that sort of stuff but i love then asking what do i need to focus on today and how do i need to show up mm. also what i love is if something is really niggling me i then i'm like what is this trying to tell me mm. and it's having those questions and the time, and it doesn't take half an hour, and you haven't got to go and sit and, like, say, hug a tree or whatever. It's just asking yourself and just giving yourself that permission to listen, because it might not come through straight away anyway, but all of a sudden you'll get a, an answer to a solution pop up, or you'll have an idea of doing, oh, I need to do this, I'm just going to go and go for a walk for five minutes outside or whatever. That's because your intuition is telling you that your body needs to get outside. It's just recognizing and having the awareness. Mm. I think that's, you know, we've spoken a lot about masculine, feminine energy, being, doing, but I think ultimately really, and I'm, I bang on about awareness all the time, but again, it's just another example of the more you are in tune with yourself, the easier you flow and the more you lean into what you need to lean into, not what you think you should lean into or what other people are leaning into. Yeah, definitely. And I, one of the easiest ways that you can do that 
is, if you're open to it, is um, using card decks. So I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Oracle decks um, because a lot of us want that external thing to help us out sometimes, right? And when you're starting out, when you're going into that space, when you're asking those questions, maybe you don't want to have to answer them yourself only. So you want that extra little bit of help, extra prompt to give you that answer. And that's why actually using Cardex is a really good way to tap into your intuition and to just ease you into that a little bit better without you having to do it, like having to force yourself into it. So, you know, in the mornings I'll come, I'll pick a card, I'll ask a question, I'll pick a card. And I'm like, hmm, okay, what, what is this, com- you know, what's coming up for me through this? what what am i what other messages am i getting from from this card and what else could it mean for me and you know how does how do i feel about this in response to the question that i've asked and it's just a nice easy way to continue the conversation um, i have a sign i was asked for, i've got cards and i do a card every morning but i do love a sign and my sign is white butterflies and um just before I did a really important Facebook live actually talking about my past, which I'd never done mm. before and a lot of people didn't know about. I didn't know whether to pre-record it or do it live. And I remember sitting outside saying, if I'm going to do it live, I want to see a white butterfly before 2 p.m. because I needed to make the decision. <laughs> I, I, but that's actually quite crucial. The fact yeah. that you gave it a, a time yeah. frame is really important. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and went about my day. And then um, later on, I was sat having lunch. And I remember saying, and again, I was outside and people say, well, you won't see a butterfly inside, but you can, because I've got another story, which I'll tell you very uh-huh. quickly. Sure. Um, I'm conscious of time. Um, and I sat outside and I said out loud, well, universe, you've only got a quarter of an hour to show me this white butterfly, because if I don't see one before two, then I'm obviously not going to do it live. And literally, as I stopped speaking, this butterfly circle, <laughs> like, okay, I'm doing it live. And then um, not so long ago, I was toying on a couple of things, and I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'll see a white butterfly, I'm not, blah, blah, blah. And I've got to a point where I can, I'm that in tune that I think, right, well, I know I'll see a butterfly. And in fact, I said to, to Jono when we were picking some, new baby um, outfits. I'm going to see a butterfly on an item of clothing. We were in the boys section, so there were no butterflies, but I saw five butterflies on different mm-hmm. clothes. But I was watching Bigfoot or whatever it was with Max, and it got to a scene of, of Bigfoot going in this jungle, and mm-hmm. I was like, there's going to be white butterflies in here. And there wasn't on that particular day, and I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. But I'd asked to see the white butterflies to get clarification. Anyway, my son, if he likes a movie, he likes to watch it on repeat. So the next day we were watching the same movie. And lo and behold, in that jungle, there were white butterflies. <laughs> I didn't see them on the day I'd asked to see them because I wasn't meant to see them because that was my sign. And I was like, I knew there was white butterflies, but you see signs if you're meant to see signs. Yeah, you're, you, you look for them as well and and actually that's a sure sign of you want that sign to be yes. there because you want to do that you're just maybe a little bit scared for yeah. that to happen you need reassurance don't you yeah exactly so yeah i think that's that's a lovely story i love that yeah it's, i was like oh 
Um, and so, I mean, I, I have white butterflies if I'm trying something slightly different or I'm really not sure I'll go with really weird things. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I do live quite near, well, I live near fields and you do see quite a lot of butterflies, but not always in the winter, but they pop up. Um, I always have to go in and um, I do have to go into myself and meditate. And I do, even now, I do tend to avoid it when I have to do stuff. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to know. I just don't want to know the answer. (laughs) And I don't. And I, and then, you know, my day will get progressively worse. Things will happen and I'll get really stressed. And I'm just like, why am I just resisting the thing that I should just be doing and everything else will be better? Yeah. Because I, I get my, um, my signs and messages through channeling. Mm. And so I have to go into that space. I have to create that space to allow me to connect deeper. Um, I was resisting it for ages recently when I was um, creating my new program. And I knew that I had to just, that, that there was something missing from the program and I just had to go and connect and do deeper meditation and that I would get the download and that something would come. And I just knew it. I knew it. I wasn't doing it mm. um, and I was resisting it and resisting it and resisting it. And, uh, and I, uh, it was actually in the week that I had my period and I was like, I really don't want to do this. I just don't want to do anything to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and the last day of my period, I said, okay. And, and actually, and I talk a lot about our period in connection to our feminine energy and masculine energy as well. And there's a lot of connections to that. Um, but on the last day where it's, you kind of have your, you know, if you have periods as a woman or if you identify as a woman and you have periods, you'll know that, you know, as you're coming off your period, you then start to, your energy starts to move a bit into action mode, right? Yeah. So you've, you've come from that feminine, you know, yeah. I want to just go inside a little bit and connect and just not do anything and it's nurture myself. Your hot water yeah, exactly. <laughs> to actually feeling a lot better. I'm just going to go out and do something better now. Mm. And I was just on that pivot. And that, that day I said, you know what? I've done some work in the morning. I just need to go back to bed for a minute. I went back to bed, got all of the whole program, knew exactly what was happening, done and dusted. Next day in action mode, aligned action, knew what I was doing. Off we go. Yeah. And sometimes it just, you know, you might put it off and put it off and put it off and put it off. And then you go, oh, right, I'll just do it. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, why didn't I do it three weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, I know. Because we're just, we don't make things easy for ourselves, do we? Let's be honest, because we think, keep thinking we have to keep going. And if we keep, Yeah, so we all do it. We all do it. <laughs> Even but if I, we know. <laughs> I know. I know. We get there in the end. But I think, you know, it, it's been great talking to you and we've digressed a little bit and flowed mm-hmm. with my love. Um, because it's, you know, it's all really interesting stuff. I think the biggest thing it really is, is like, is just not to be afraid to, to slow down Mm. um, and to not feel that you have to keep doing. Um, And if you do keep doing what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've got. But if you do keep doing and you're not where you want to be, then just, just mix it up. Try what's going on. Tap into what's going on inside. And I pretty much guarantee that you will figure it out and you will create a shift and notice a shift. Um, Yeah. And one of the other things I would add to that is boundaries. Oh yeah. 
set boundaries that are going to help you to do that. Mm. Um, you know, at the moment I'm, we're living with my mother-in-law, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, and oh my gosh, like I've just had a whole another lesson in boundaries. Um, and you have to set boundaries. You have to have clear boundaries and be able to say yes, be able to say no in a confident way in yeah. order for you to be able to have that pause in order for you to be able to do what you need to do. And I think that's, that's a really, really important aspect of this. Um, and it's actually part of the divine feminine. If you don't have boundaries, you're, you have an imbalanced feminine energy. Yeah. So really, really important to, to know that you can create your space and other people don't have to influence it all of the time. And that, that is important. I did a podcast a couple of weeks about not uh, stop being selfish and put yourself first. And I think mm. um, people think it's the other way around. Well, I'm selfish if I put myself first. Yeah. Mm-mm, because if you're running on empty um, and you're not showing up as your best self, you're going to let people down. Um, and so you've got to have those non-negotiable diary entries of this is me time and this is what I'm going to do minute I put that in my uh, life, my business totally transformed. My whole life totally transformed, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I have a rule of no calls before 10. Mm. Um, so I don't, you know, that's my time of just whatever yeah. I want to do. Yeah, me too. Um, and I try, I actually try and do it before 11, but sometimes, you know, <laughs> 10's my cutoff point, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the same. Exercise, meditate, me time. And then I can uh, be with the the online world <laughs> as I've sorted myself out. Awesome. It's been amazing chatting to you. And I do want to get you back on at some point because you've touched on a few other really key points that I think um, would be good to delve into slightly deeper for sure. Um, but if you have any questions regarding being, doing masculine, feminine, whatever, um, or you want to find out a bit more about what Natalia does, um, then I'm going to pass her over for her to share her details. I think she's also got a new program coming out, which she's just going to talk about a little bit, but don't be afraid to, to reach out to either myself or to Natalia, if you want more information, or if there's something you want us to talk about next time she comes onto the show. So where will they find you? Yep. So you can find me on Instagram at Natalia Comis and Facebook. I think my Facebook's I am Natalia Comis. Email me, hello at Natalia Commerce. My website is www.nataliacommerce.com. <laughs> Basically, just Google my name and you'll find me somewhere. Um, and yeah, and if, if exactly what you just said, if you have any questions, if you know, you're struggling with uh, what's your feminine energy, what is your masculine energy, not knowing how to balance the two, what does that even mean, all that jazz, if what we talked about today resonated, then do reach out to me. I'm always happy to, to get messages and questions. Um, I'm probably more active on Instagram than anywhere else. So come and say hi there. Um, I do have a new program, the one that I downloaded very recently, which is called Temple Journey. And actually that's very connected to a lot of what we described today. It is definitely more on the woo side than some of my other programs. So if you haven't experienced any of that before, then this might be a bit out of your depth, but that's also still okay. It's still accessible to everybody. So don't be afraid. Um, And 
we are going to be exploring the three forgotten temples that nobody else is talking about that, is, that are currently rising into our awareness right now since 2020 that are helping the divine feminine rise. So it's definitely going to be a more feminine program than masculine. Um, but there's going to be a lot of tools, a lot of uh, support, some interesting ways that you can connect with yourself and how this can help you in business as well. Um, so it's definitely different to what I've done before, but I'm really excited for this new stuff. When's that available? Uh, good question. <laughs> Coming soon. People. Coming soon. Now I think it'll be November. So the launch is happening very soon. So yeah, look out for it. You'll start to hear, see me and hear me talking about journeys and temples and priestesses and initiations and warriors and all that jazz. So yeah. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for coming on. It's been great um, chatting to you. And uh, as I said, if anyone wants to um, ask us anything, then obviously uh, drop us a message. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much, Emma, for this space. Oh, no worries. Amazing chat. It's great. I could chat to you for ages. I feel like we have chatted for a long time. I think (laughs) we're (laughs) we're actually an hour. Um, Okie dokie. So lots of love to everyone and I'll see you all next week. Bye for now. Do you know what you need to be doing but struggle to apply it to your life? Do you see others achieving success and you don't understand what you're doing wrong? Or maybe you've hit a wall and can't seem to jump past it. You've tried doing everything but it's still not quite right. Join me on Monday the 9th of November for my free Manage Your Mind Challenge where you will discover the number one thing that's holding you back and the most powerful and effective way to change your thinking and create the results and outcomes that you want. Click the link in the show notes and I look forward to seeing you there. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. Bye for now.